After spending five years in the streets as a vendor, I realized that each man is in charge of whether they make it or break it in business. I've put together pragmatic business nuggets for entrepreneurs that have sustained me in the most uncertain economic times. Join me on this journey to impart this business wisdom to the movers and shakers. Together, let's build a strong network of entrepreneurs who break limits. Hi guys, it's Jerry Moyasungu, aka The Shattered Vendor. Welcome to Ask Jerry, The Shattered Vendor, the best business show in the country. This is where we discuss everything business. This is where we build Africa. Africa can compete against the European countries, can compete against Asia. That's if we are going to build these businesses. Today I've got someone who's special, Caroline Dumas. She was actually on attachment at MNJ. We just, want she, we just want her to share with us what was her experience, what did she learn, what is there in future, what does she want to do in her career. Welcome, Caroline, to Ask Jerry the Shadow Agenda. Thank you very much, Jerry. How are you today? I'm cool. How was your week? My week was all right. It was a bit productive. That's great. So tell us, you, when did you come at MNJ? What did you, what did you experiment or what did you learn at MNJ? I want to ask, uh, especially someone is viewing, someone wants to get into attachment or someone wants to build a career, what should they do? All right, that's fine. So uh, I joined MNJ in October last year, that is in 2021. Uh, my attachment was supposed to last for eight months, but you know, school cut it short. But I promise you, I had an amazing experience here at MNJ. I learned a lot. I learned things that, you know, people always talk about behind closed doors. But uh, I was very honored to meet a person like Jerry Monyazong because uh, I look up to him. He says a lot of things that other people cannot talk about. For example, somebody had to say that it's not only university that will get you to where you are, right? To where you want to be, actually, because he is a living testimony of that. He did not go to university, but right now he owns five companies. These five companies are the companies that are actually employing people that are here on attachment. We have examples of the person that's actually taking this video, uh, Joel Mapia. He's a very good videographer. We have an accountant who's actually now the group accountant in this company. He's on attachment. I was also given a role of heading the chartered vendor, one of the five companies here at MNJ. It has been an amazing experience. I was taught on how to be persistent. Um. I was taught on how to fight for what I want. Yeah. Most importantly, I was taught on how to work for my money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. okay. On that one, uh, work for your money. Mm -hmm. Explain further, what, what did you learn about working for your money? Let and what you, was the experience like? Let me give you a practical example. Yeah. So here at MNJ, right, um, we, yes, we do have a basic salary, but when you're working for your money, you're working for your commission. So it's a win-win situation for both of us. A win-win situation between the company and I. Uh, the example here is in November, uh, I actually got a salary that was below my basic salary because here at MNJ, right, any silly mistake, right, will cost you. You are not supposed to be late at work. You are not supposed to do any mistakes that will cost the company, right? So in December now, I made sure that I was clear of all those mistakes. Yeah. And trust me, I went home smiling. It was an amazing December for me. And since then, I learned on how to work for my money how to avoid making mistakes that will cost us. And by us, I mean the company and I. Okay, yes. uh, thank you so much about that. So you're saying you're working for commission. Mm -hmm. 
how did you experience uh, right now when you're going to leave school? Can you actually uh, take a job whereby you'll be just working for full ride time on commission? Yes, I definitely will. Why? <laughs> because I know that it's the it's the drive that's going to be within me. That's going to push me to work for my money because that commission is my money. Okay. And I know what I want, I know what I need. So I'll definitely do that. Okay. Yes. So you're hearing it yourself. So Caroline, when she came, I maybe we didn't even say about your interview. How did you get here? How were you interviewed? Uh, how were you picked amongst, I still remember, we we're not even planning to take an ATT. How did you manage to join MMJ? Maybe uh, for the sake of our viewers, they would like to know. Okay, that's fine. So um, I actually came here for an interview, it was a Saturday. I was late actually. <laughs> well, I don't know, God was on my side on the day. Because here at MMJ, even if you're late for an interview, it's a penalty for you. But I was late and uh, when I got there, I was very nervous because I think there were 13 other people that were there. And all these other inter, in, interviewees, they, were, they had master's degrees, they were already graduates, and I'm just the only attaché that was there. I got so nervous, I actually thought of leaving, but then I was just like, let me get over it. Let me just get into the interview and, you know, see whatever it takes me. Got into the interview, I was interviewed by uh, three people. There was a PA at that time, um, Mr. Jerry, and uh, there was Keith, who was yeah. our agent. Yeah. Yes. So, they, they were very serious. <laughs> I was very nervous. I actually thought I was not going to know the interview. In the interview, I actually choked during the interview. And I, I just thought to myself, I wasn't confident enough. Maybe I'm not going to get the, the job. But then they asked me questions. And one of the things that, Ms., uh, that Jerry actually told me when uh, I passed the interview was the reason why we chose you was because in your answers, you mentioned the importance of clients. And here at MNJ, that's what I actually realized is the base of what MNJ is, the importance of the client's needs. So, yes, okay. that's how I got into Ah, this Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So when she got here, I will maybe also explain to, to her how I managed to chose to say that I think this kid is special. She's the only one who mentioned the importance of the clients and the customers. Like when we do everything here, we're doing it for the customers, we're doing it for our clients. Even right now, the reason why we're shooting these videos, the reason why we are bringing uh, people like Carol on this show is because we want to tell people that no, it's no longer about 20 years experience, it's no longer about 10 years experience. Most of the people with the 10, 20 years experience, they've got experience in doing the wrong things. But we've got young people who are coming out of school who are very creative, who are even working more harder than the seasoned uh, uh, people in those positions. So that's the reason why we picked it. And I still remember um, my HR and the my PA actually wanted me to pick another lady who we had to deploy to another company. But I said, no, we have to take this young lady. Then they said, oh no, she's in Atachi. She's going, she'll be going back very soon. Then I said, no. I think she's worth uh, taking the risk. Why? Because she's the only one who knows that clients are important. By the way, here at MNJ, our pay slips are written, it's customer's money. Because we don't create the money, the shareholders don't create the money, the directors don't create the money, but the customers are the ones who actually give us the money. Okay, maybe let us uh, go back to how you were interviewed, the process of the interview. Uh, I've been getting criticism from other people. Yes, I'm, I'm willing to get criticism. I'm willing to be under, misunderstood. How was the interview, the war interview, how was it like? Okay, so the interview now, 
the first thing that you do when you get here, there's a thing called an attitude test, right? So this attitude test, you are given different tests, right? Depending on what uh, the HR wants you to do on that day. Probably wants you to run somewhere. Yes, probably wants you to wash cars. He probably wants you to wash the dishes. It's an attitude test. And the reason why this test is had is because we want to test you on how much you want this job. Because the whole process of building MNJ is to work with people that have the drive to build what is MNJ. So if you're not if you're not willing to work to build MNJ, then we don't need you at the company. So that's basically what the interview is about. So the attitude test first, and then you get to where you explain about why you need the job, why you're here, and you know, basically everything that you're asking the interview. So. So what does it take when people, when the HR said you're going to run? What does it take? I did not have flat shoes. <laughs> I was stressed. <laughs> then what did you do? I was stressed. I, I had to do it because I, I, I knew that I needed the job. Yes, I didn't the want job. the job. I needed the job. So I had to work for what I needed. So yes, I had to run. Okay, thank you. So someone is watching out there. When you, when you plan to take these students on attachment or these attaches, we shouldn't treat them like attaches. We should treat them like experienced people. We should give them the opportunities to dream, to see how the industry is like. We are currently taking a break. See you on the other side. Thank you. Welcome back to the best business show in the country. Ask Jerry the Chartered Vendor. This is the craziest business show in Africa where we tell each other the truth, where we experiment with the industry, where we talk about marketing, about sales, about career. Today, like I said, I'm hanging with the Caroline Duma. She was actually telling us about how we interview people at MJ. Then what do you say with the unorthodox way we do things here? Why, what's, what's your take in terms of uh, uh, bringing an attache, supervising the whole department with people with degrees? Uh, what, what do you say? What's your comment on that one, especially maybe telling for the sake of our employers and for the sake of other students on attachment out there? Okay, so uh, talking from experience, I was actually heading a department. It feels amazing. <laughs> Having to head people that are actually older than you, people that actually have degrees, people that have achieved more than you have, it's a very, it's a great responsibility. Because um, when you look at it, it's not uh, about how, about what you have achieved. It's about how you do things, right? Uh, I actually think that the reason why I got to be acting head of department for the Chartered Vendor was because uh, Jerry saw something in me personally. I actually feel that I am a person that is motivated by the fear of being average. I don't want to be average. You know, the complaints like we're not selling enough books, we're not doing anything productive in the Chartered Vendor. And, you know, for me, it was something I just felt like I should fill a gap in. And I tried my best to do what I could to help the chartered vendor. And, you know, it actually brought results for me. Mm -hmm. I was very happy with 
the progress we actually now have business seminars that we have every month a lot of people that are attending and we're actually helping people on the business yes. seminar do you know what i just received a call about 30 minutes ago there's someone who came for a business uh, seminar mm -hmm. He called me and he said, I want to bring 10 people Amazing. to my business seminar, to the business seminar. I want everyone in my company to come because they are benefiting. So it's because of uh, people like Carol, it's because of uh, her and other colleagues of hers who, are, who made the Shattered Vendor to be the brand it is today. So if a student on attachment can do this, I think a career is just too bright. You might need to take all those glasses uh, <laughs> which are worn by the welders to actually see how the bright your career is going to be very bright. Because looking at you, you are very young. You are coming out of school to, to do this magnificent work and you have actually achieved more. So on that one, you're explaining, yes, we did the seminars, you led, you, you brought a number of people to come to the seminar, we sold books, we sold many books under your reign. And uh, I, I, yes, the reason why we have sold about 2.3, 2 2.4 books is because of uh, people like, like here. So what I want to just say, or what I want to ask you now, compared to what you were learning in school, you were also teaching people who have got full degrees. I just want you maybe to tell, tell me or tell the viewers, how do you see our universities, are they, are they bringing out people who are ready for the industry or they are bringing people who are actually half-baked and you have to start from afresh? Maybe you can give us an example because you were teaching people how to handle a computer. Sometimes I still remember when you came to me and said, I think this person <laughs> is actually slow in terms of even typing. I think this person doesn't even know. It's got a limited knowledge uh, on computers. So I want you maybe to tell us of your experience. You supervised people. You saw people with degrees coming in. What are they aspects? Or the universities are producing people who are ready for the industry? All right. So like I said in the beginning, there are things that are said behind closed doors that people cannot actually say to the public. For example, the ones in which we're talking about, about universities. Yes, universities are producing half-baked people. I was a product of half-baked. <laughs> I am actually a product of a half-baked university student, right? Because when I came here, I did not even know how to operate a computer. I, I didn't know how to operate a computer completely. Well, yes, just the basics, you know, you can type, you can do other things, but now, because I was taught on how to use time, time management, mm -hmm. right? You learn how to type fast. You learn how to use uh, different applications at the same time, right? Because that's what the work requires you to do. So also the degree that I was doing and what I was learning here are completely different because I learned new skills. I never thought that I had it in me to sell. I actually learned on how to become a salesperson, but I'm actually studying politics and public management, which is parallel to what I'm studying. So, Coming here, you know, uh, supervising people, coming here, learning how to sell has taught me a lot of things. It has taught me on how to use my time wisely. It has taught me responsibility, how to become a salesperson. There's just a lot. So yes, universities are actually producing half-baked half -baked university students. 
so yes so what do you think can be improved in universities you've been in the university personally i haven't been in any, any university yes. but judging from the people i'm interacting with or the people i'm meeting while coming out of the university not everyone is coming at the university is affected by the way but mm -hmm. we are just saying judging from what i've seen i've noticed that university are not doing us a, a, a favor so what do you think must be improved by our universities our colleges in order for them to put, to bring those uh, people who are relevant to the industry like I, I personally say for me to give you a, if i was going to run a university for me to give you a sales a marketing degree you should prove to me that you can sell so you go out do the the actual selling then i'll give you a degree rather than just to give you a degree because you know the theories of uh, the seven p's etc <laughs> yes. that is not relevant to the industry so what do you think can be also done in the universities what can our universities change and improve the quality of the the employees they are producing all right so i think more of practicality than a theoretical practice is needed in universities because uh, i can give an example here it's not only the superiors that attend meetings right so for you to close a deal you actually have to go with a superior that has experience in closing deals so that you can learn and how to do it on your own Yes, and we also have salespeople that actually go to their meetings and they know how to sell, they know how to close deals, they know how to prospect for clients. So it's more of the practice and uh, less of the theory that is needed in universities that would actually help them achieve what they want to achieve okay. to avoid having half-baked students. Great, uh, Caroline. I want to ask you, what's, what's, what are your career goals after university? Are you now going back to the university? What's the plan in the university? What are you going to also plan after maybe leaving university? We just want to hear about that and our viewers would like also to hear about that. Okay, that is fine. So after reading the Charatvin book, right, I actually learned that um, I had a fear of uh, doing things that I actually love doing, right? Uh, the idea, you know, being brought up in a family where everybody thinks that a degree is everything, it's actually a very good thing, yes, and I am from that family. But also there are things that I love doing that are not even a part of my degree. Uh, I'm very passionate about makeup, I'm very passionate about baking, and uh, after reading uh, the Chattard Vendor book, I actually learned that fear will not take you anywhere. Mm -hmm. You have to fight for what you love. You have to do what you love, take risks, and I'm willing to take that risk. So after school, of course, I'm actually going to come back here. I belong here. Yes, she's signed here, yes. so don't try to grab her from us. She's got yes. a contract already. In 2023, she belongs to MNJ. Yes. So I'll be coming back here. Yes, I'm going to work for a period of time, probably a year or two, and then I am probably going to start my own uh, makeup company uh, I'm I want to be a makeup artist and I also want to own a bakery so coming here you know I have a mentor a very good mentor Jerimonia Zungu he will probably help me with that and I can start my business yes so that's what I want to do oh, that's great Caroline so she's saying she wants to be a makeup artist she wants to do bakery they, they, what what I've learned is if you empower the girl child if you empower the world the whole nation uh, and people, I've worked with ladies, I've worked with men, I've noticed that uh, women, maybe sometimes in terms of responsibility, sometimes in behaving, in taking the full responsibility, they're actually much better than, than men, uh, because maybe it's because of uh, the way we were nurtured, 
So I believe in ladies. I want, if you're a lady who is out there in Mzarabani, you're a lady who is in Nyanga, you're a lady who is in Zambia, Chipata, you are a lady who is in Botswana, you're in Kinshasa, DRC, just know that an African woman has got an opportunity to grow a billion dollar business. It is not the work of men, it's not the work of uh, those who have actually started before us, but we can do better as Africa. Business is there, the opportunities are there in Africa. And we are saying, like what Carol is actually saying, she's narrating a story. So what would you want to say to someone who is in Nyanga, someone who is in Mutare, someone who is in Watsomba, shout out to those who are in Weza ETC. What do you want to say to them, especially focusing on the girl child, focusing on someone who is in the career, maybe someone who is in Form 4, someone who is in yeah, form 2. Maybe they also want to build a career. What do you want to say to them? Because I've noticed that most of the people, when you say to young people, what do you want to do when you're grown up? So usually the usual doctor, nurse, soldier, pilot. What do you want to say to these young people for the sake of their career? Alright, so what I would love to say is be driven by the fear of being average. Because if you're not going to fight for what you love, you're going to have other people draw a path for you to follow and that is not what you want. Fight for what you love, do what you love and draw the path to where you want to go. So yes, that's all I want to say. Thank you so much for having, for attending this uh, interview. I'm, I was actually hanging with uh, Caroline Duma who was a student in attachment at MNJ and she said she learned a lot and she said, she's saying the person who is out there, follow your career path you need to follow what you want you need to follow your passion i'm always saying to people who come to me they want to do business they want they are looking for business ideas i always say to them follow your passion you will never be wrong when you do something which you like like me when i'm working i do whatever i do what what i like so even if i spend 48 hours doing the same thing i'm happy because i don't see it as work whenever you see what you are doing as work it means you don't love that thing so remember to subscribe on our channel on YouTube and also on our podcast as Ask Jerry the Chartered Vendor. Remember to hit that bell which is actually below. You actually be reminded when these videos are premiering on, on YouTube. But thank you so much Caroline for coming. Thank you our viewers. Thank you our listeners. Until next time it's Jerry out. And don't forget to buy the Chartered Vendor book. Thank you. <laughs>